following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it is a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys from inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. Super Bowl Bill here. I have returned <laughs> with I like Mickey, that. Rob, I and Emerson like as we are two days away from the road to the Super Bowl. Whoa! <laughs> Bill Jones in lockstep with Jerry Jones. There you go. That's why I got my Super Jones. Bowl cap on. Oh, man. We and missed it, you yesterday, William. Well, I missed y'all, yeah. too. I missed y'all. But I know that you filled uh, – Rob filled this seat very capably – and physically, yes. But, um, <laughs> I did my best. I did my best. And uh, now, wow, it's, we're already previewing. I mean, we are making picks at the end of this show. It's on a Tuesday. Mm. I got no pick. Because the team is traveling tomorrow, well, and so we won't be nothing doing different. Talking Cowboys tomorrow. That's lazy. Why, why don't you have yeah, a pick? You, already you haven't in, even huh? thought about you it yet. I haven't even thought already? about it. Yeah. yeah, because you aren't on the same schedule as the team. You went usually when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> that score just comes to me. Oh, you know? uh, yep. yeah. Ah, okay. that's like that. Yep. And the team is out on the practice field. Okay, outdoors. Three days in a row. Yes. Three days in a row. Do you understand why? Yeah, because Gronk said that they practice too much inside. No. <laughs> I was going to say, you Gronk realize, running this thing now? Do you realize this is the first grass game since the second game of the season? I did not realize that. That's why they're out there. Yep. Washington, the last one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a big sign in the locker room about what kind of cleats to use to get used to what they're projecting the field would be at Soldier Field. So they haven't had to wear any grass cleats since Washington, week two. Yeah, so take that, that. Gronk. Does that, does this, is it that difficult? Is Ask it that, me. You tell me. Wow. I just thought shoes were shoes. Field was Didn't field. Didn't you change cleats I did change cleats, games? but I didn't have to practice on grass before I played on grass. I grew up on grass. But doesn't doesn't that help your legs though? Grass definitely helps my legs, and it slows down those little jackrabbit wide receivers. Too. Of course, I, I get a chance to think. You know, I can figure them out a little bit quicker. Are you, you know? or you just put that in their mind, right? Yeah, you're slower on grass. They now, are. Having, they are. Having said that, the turf is a little different than it was back in your day. Well, see, and and my turf, the, my home was turf, yeah. which put me at a disadvantage. Because trust me, they are quicker. They feel quicker on AstroTurf. They just right. seem to have a little bit more bounce. So I have to speed up my brain at home Don't all you the like time. That AstroTurf? Yeah, hated it. <laughs> hated it. The worst stadiums, I believe, were probably what Minneapolis, Chicago. When, I when you if, tackle, does it feel like you're landing Minnesota, on Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, Chicago, and uh, wait, Minneapolis, Chicago, AstroDome. 
the Astrodome was the worst. Well, you, that, you that's had, another one. It's funny you, you mentioned the Astrodome and AstroTurf. I would love to ask my son-in-laws who are if all they have aged, any idea. aged 25 through 33 uh, if they have any idea what how the term AstroTurf ever came about or if they've ever heard of the term AstroTurf. Well, and that, you, and then follow that. That, follow that up with what their interpretation is if you say, yeah, and we're playing on grass. <laughs> 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 well, let me say this. I, Mickey's that, that comment aside, getting off track here. I, like I said. Just went over my we, head. We, it we, went right back. <laughs> <laughs> Way over my head. No, I just got it. My, I just got my, it. My, my Rob. <laughs> you, you, I don't think you should make a, a huge deal out of, hey, we're playing on grass. Right. It just, we, you know, except for the weather, except for just, you know, what Mother Nature brought. The field itself was never anything that we had to just master that week before we played. You know, but I there's mean, different cleats, though, right? Yeah, it's different cleats. Stop saying that, Matt. Cleats, <laughs> damn it! I know it's different cleats. <laughs> it's like the mutters we used to play with in high school, right? Right. <laughs> but just it, it, um, it. I don't. I didn't think it took that much of an effort just because you're playing on a different type of mm. turf. Let me ask you this, Mickey. Um, in the past, has Jason Garrett, when they played at Washington, are they always? Practice not the whole week. Not the no. whole week, right? Yeah. And no. so that's different. Because and, and they're on grass all all uh, training camp too. By right. the way, yeah, I, right. I don't think it's. I don't think they're trying to mimic the weather this week. I mean, it's it's the weather's gonna, nice. It's going to be sixty degrees today and sunny, and you know, yeah, you, you won't get there. Well, let you're me not, ask you're not getting get that there. in Chicago on Thursday night. <laughs> let me ask you, I mean, uh, it's not Everson, windy either here. All right, your preference, regardless of whether it's turf or grass, would you rather practice in nice weather outdoors or inside? Oh, nice weather outdoors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice weather right. outdoors. I mean, you come right. on, I'm a Texas guy. Yeah. We, like I said, we grew up on just grass, and so you know. Playing all those years, you know, teenager, whatever, we didn't even know what AstroTurf was. When we first got on AstroTurf, that was like a luxury. You know, in high school, I never played right. on it. I didn't play on it until I got into college at uh, Bayou Classic for the most part. So that was big-time stuff back then, and it was nice and new. Yeah. But then as you start getting into it, you realize the dangers of it. You know, to your body and also to your psyche, if you have somebody running a 4-3, Running right by you, and you're wondering, like, wow, that guy's much faster than usual, you know, than he is on grass. So, yeah, that was new then. Now, it's just normal. It's no big deal. I think the first time I saw a grass field or actually, I mean, an artificial turf field was between my junior and senior year in high school. We went to northern Illinois for a journalism workshop, <laughs> and we got to play, a, like, a pickup football game mm. on their field, and it was artificial. I wish artificial. we had video of this. <laughs> That'd be like Adam Schefter trying to do the Lambo lead. I can see snags. What position were you playing? It was like whatever. I mean, I don't know. It was a middle linebacker. (laughs) It was was a grab ass game, right? Oh, okay. He was a grab ass. You realized how how hard that turf was if you fell on it. Like all of a sudden, you skin your knees up, and it's like, who wants to play on this stuff? And in the astro in the Astro Dome, you could actually see where the stitching was failing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just gaps. Well, how about the the Eagle Stadium? Just as bad. If not Just worse, right? Oh, yeah. I believe uh, that was uh, – I can't remember the wide receiver's name. 
two two ACLs on the yes. same same play. Yes, tore tore both ACLs. I want to say same Wendell place. Davis. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Wendell Davis. From, I think he was an LSU kid. Oh, yeah, it was like carpet that had gaps in it, basically. It was yeah. like yeah. concrete that was painted yeah. green. <laughs> Michael Irvin can tell you all about it. Yeah. Um, you know, but in the past, uh, and in fact, for instance, last year, the Cowboys get on a roll. I mean, Jason Garrett is on a routine that they are going – Outdoors for practice on Wednesday, and it's inside the rest of the week, and, and, and that include that went on this year as well. But um, you know, he is a creature of routine as far mm. as that goes, and so it is. A so there's no rhyme or reason to, to who that. I mean, a lot of a lot of it is if the team's going well, we're going to do the same right. thing. You know, it's almost like a superstition. You know? Maybe he's just giving up on the security part of it. It's like anybody watches watches practice. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, we got no secrets anymore. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, it was a very short Jason Garrett press conference today. The media out of questions after about three. <laughs> how, about, how about the Jerry Jones uh, on the fan making headlines uh, this morning with his spot on the fan this morning? I think every question for 15 minutes was about Jason Garrett. Am I wrong? No, mm-hmm. you're right. Just Absolutely. His, just his faith in, in Jason and um, what he needs to do to secure another contract. And Jerry doubled down on what he said after that the game on Thanksgiving. That is a good question right there. Yeah, and, and that is it, the question. He right wanted there. to know what yeah, the was bar was, and Jerry said, "There's no bar." So, take, not that, take there, that for what it's worth. Not that there isn't a level that you have to get to in terms of performance. Yeah, six and ten is probably not going to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm he was. At, he, but, I'm looking at all of that makes sense until after the season. Right. It's yeah. all predicated on how far he goes. Um, if we do um, wild card round, yes, that's a great win. But if we if we lose the next week in the division opener, then he's out. I believe. If he goes to the to the championship to the next round NFC championship, then I think we're talking a whole different thing. Because if we're in that NFC championship, that means things have started clicking. And that's the Jason Garrett and the Cowboys that we've expected all along. And then Jerry Jones will sit there and say, see, that's why I waited. Here you go, Jason. This is mm-hmm. your contract. Mm-hmm. Well, it, Rob told me what he said. I said, what was the gist of everything he said? And he told me the most important thing. And I had to wait like 17 minutes through the press conference for the last thing he said. Jason Garrett would be coaching in the NFL next mm-hmm. year. In the NFL. Yes. yes. That, was, that was the headline maker. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, thanks, Jerry, for thanks. your time. Yeah, they didn't even follow well, up. They well, were out of time. Well, they were out of, they were out of time. Oh, so that was the last thing. I didn't hear it. That, that was, was the last, last thing he said. Okay. said. Okay, Rob, brief us like you briefed you guys, CNN or something, man? What is this, man? Come on. Do I have to do your job as well? I mean, I don't care if you're out of time. You've got the owner. He's not going to penalize on. the station. That, You've got to come up with a follow-up, right? That's a cliffhanger. you got to right? It's like a Sopranos ending to five years of shows, right? So when I listen to the archive, all I have to do is go to the end. Just to go hear right that. to the end. Okay, all right. That was, that was the money quote. Yeah, yeah. that is a money quote. And Rob's, Rob's, he summed it up perfectly for me when when I asked him. What did I say? You said uh, he said Jason would be coaching in the NFL. God, that is so cryptic. I didn't think Jerry had that in him. That's very cool. That's very cool. <laughs> I mean, he's endorsing Jason. Jason as a terrific coach. I mean, he said he's he's the guy for the job. He also said that 
12 minutes ago. But again, it goes back to the very last thing he said, and that's what the media is you know, jumping <laughs> so, on today. Hey, anybody out there want to take him off my hands? Like, what does that mean? Uh, yeah. he, he's, he's, he'll be available. Well, the, col- <laughs> the columnists in New York are projecting he'll be the new Giants head coach. Oh, I'm coach. sure they ate mm-hmm. that up. Are they? I know oh, they ate that it's been written up. already. Yeah. It really has. And I, yeah. I would imagine that cryptic statement, That'll I'm help. sure they ate. Oh, my goodness. This yeah. is crazy. Uh, well, I was listening uh, this morning to a Chicago uh, station trying to get a feel on what they're talking about, about the Bears. And they're they're talking about the Cubs. They're not talking about the Bears. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they didn't. Because they Addison didn't Russell is not going Russell, back. Yeah, yeah, Russell, yeah. And uh, so anyway, but they, they did say, uh, they did have a Bears beat writer come on and uh, they referenced the Jerry Jones quote and uh, about Jason Garrett, and so it's it you know in this day and age he says anything on on a Tuesday morning. Mm. Jerry Jones is making headlines around the nation, if not the world, with what he says on that radio station. Well, I got to say, I mean, there's a few coaches that could be in Jason Garrett's same position right now. Chicago coach, everybody was crazy about him. I, you know, I know they're not pulling the trigger this quickly, mm-hmm. but still, the inconsistencies by these teams that were just lauded last year to be their up and coming, especially from the QB positions. And now all of a sudden, you know, we've got these same problems that Chicago has always had. They're back to where they were. Uh, the Rams were supposed mm-hmm. to be so amazing. You know, head coach is supposed to be this genius. He's on talk shows. He's probably hanging out with Jimmy Kimmel. And now all of a sudden, they can't. Except for this last game, they can't exactly. get a touchdown. But it's like it's week to week, week, to week. with these That's teams, right. you know. And Cleveland was going to the Super Bowl. There you go. Kitchens is on they the even hot had a seat, winning dude. record yet, and they were going to the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, these next three opponents, not to look past the Bears, are a lot of ways it's mirror images of each other. I mean, it's three opponents they've got coming up, just like the Cowboys. Philly playoff Jeez. teams last year: Philly, L.A. And Chicago that have just struggled to find any type of consistency that they had last year. It's not just this team. That is so strange when you look it's, at these teams that were just I mean, they were just the the darlings of the NFL. Trubisky was on his way. On his right? way, man. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they just let you know how 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 tough it is to be consistent as a player. Okay, you t- we take for granted the Jordans, the LeBrons and the I mean, we can just even stay local with the Rogers Starbacks, the Tony Dorsets, the Emmett Smiths. We take for granted their consistency. And we can just talk about the interceptions that we got here. That was taken for granted. It's like, oh, that's what we do around here. I copied off of Charlie Waters. Somebody else copied off of me. That, that culture will continue. No, man. That is, not, that is not always the case. And it's so confusing as to why in such a short period of time, these guys have shown this inconsistency on several teams that we've been looking at. You know what reminded me of that when I saw um, Ezekiel Elliott's rushing total, and it somewhat caught me by surprise because I hadn't been following it week to week. He, he's got 990 yards of rushing, so he needs 10 yards for a thousand yard season, which would be three out of four, and would have had four out of four if not for the suspension. Right, he came yeah. up 60 yards short. So I said, oh, yeah, what's the record? Well, I said, well, it's Emmett Smith, right? 11 consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Wow. And it's not just mm-hmm. 1,000. Right. Any, any running back these days right. on You're Emmett's right. level, on Zeke's and level, 1,000, they would be disappointed Emmett's with just 1,000. 1,300, 1,400, Yeah, way more than 1,000. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the consistency that's impressive. And that's, and that's why I always thought that was what made 
uh, Emmett special, his consistency. Yes. And he had always talked about that. What do you want to – he goes, I don't want to be one of these guys where, oh, I get 1,400, then I get 800. I want to be consistent. And he worked very hard at being consistent. And he probably – and he came up short three seasons in the 900s. So he would have had 14 if, – if, if David Shula would have handled, handed him the ball his rookie year in 90, he would have had 1,000 yards his rookie season. And then the other last – the last two that he didn't have, he was in the 900s and they were awful those years. So he could have had 14 consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. And I like that uh, – I like the way he did it versus, say, LaDamian Thomason. You know, everybody made that big push. He made the big push for 2,000. Mm-hmm. Well, after the 2000, man, he was done. Right. <laughs> you know, you push for that 2000, that's great. You know, but Emmett was clearly more consistent, and that's what puts him at the top because, you know, you, you start going for these uh, mercurial and, and, and uh, Herculean efforts with 2,000 yards, you don't realize how much your body is taking on. I don't care what size you are. I don't care how big the opponent is. You run for 2,000 yards, that means you're getting a whole lot more hits. Mm-hmm. You're getting a whole lot more hits, and you don't realize it because of the euphoria of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden in the offseason, and then the next season comes around, it's just something's gone. Yeah. Something's depleted. It's like yeah. you played two seasons in one. Wow. It might have caught up with DeMarcus Murray. Uh, uh, DeMarco? DeMarco Murray. DeMarcus. DeMarco. Because mm-hmm. he had those three, I think it was three in a row, 1,000, but he hit that, what was it, 17, 1,800? And then My favorite guy, by the way. Nothing after one that. Of, one of yeah. the most amazing yeah, he had a backs ton of, the Cowboys have ever ton of touches in college, too. Yeah. So. That was, this is pro, uh, I'm sorry, post uh, knee surgery as well. Because mm-hmm. in college, he was much faster. But he, yeah, he, when he, he got here, he had to change his whole style of running. Yeah, which that's was right. amazing to me. He was that's a right. real pro, too. Yeah, he really right. was. I love that guy. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. All right, we continue with more. We'll dive into these Chicago Bears when Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So-so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and 
on command. That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. (laughs) Talking Cowboys continues from inside the SWC Mortgage Studios. The Oklahoma Sooners and Baylor Bears face off in the Big 12 Championship game on Saturday at AT AT&T Stadium. Kickoff is at 11 a.m. Don't miss your opportunity to get tickets before they sell out. Tickets on sale now at SeatGeek.com. I know my Sooners... The fans will be there. Will those Baylor fans help fill up the stadium? That is the question. Ooh, Baylor. Will you be there? They will, Bill. And I think they will. I think Baylor will be the out in full force. You know, OU played TCU two years. Great last year it was OU in Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing, what a scene that was. The year before, TCU against OU, and it was a I was very surprised how there were so many more OU fans there than TCU fans there. TCU being now it's smaller school, whatever. But they, you know, the city of Fort Worth didn't jump in like they normally they should would. have. But, but I think every, virtually every Baptist in North Texas is going to try to be at this one because I think Baylor's got a good yeah, shot right, at Baptist. <laughs> not no, not Baylor not. alone. No, that's the thing. Baptist. Baylor's got. <laughs> They've got quite a clientele out there. Okay, That's so right. so every Baptist in North Texas be at be at AT and T Stadium because it could be this could be the biggest win in Baylor football. Hit Baylor's had a lot of football, great football wins, but Baylor has a chance to make this college football playoff. If if Oregon knocks off Utah on Friday night. They'll know before the game on Saturday that if they win that game, they got as good a shot as anybody mm. of getting in that four-team playoff since uh, Alabama got beat yeah, that's on four, Saturday. Four spots up for grabs. It's up for it grabs. Like that's right. One of the so, best defenses in the, in the nation. Right so SeatGeek.com. All of go. that to tell you, go to SeatGeek.com, you Baptist out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you Are you going? I You're probably am to. going. You're hoping to. I've got a little high school football game I'm interested oh. in, too, at 2.30, which Uh-oh. is South Lake Carroll and Duncanville, mm-hmm. which is the battle of heavyweights. That's yeah. a monster game in McKinney at 2.30 on Saturday. Highland so. Park finally lost. Wow, that was tough. That was a tough loss. Yeah, yeah. But Lone Star's got a yeah. quite a team. Frisco Lone Star, and that went went to overtime. I love Texas high school. Football. Yeah, it's great. So and when it, do the other conference championships? When are they played? Uh, Pac-12 is Friday night. It's okay. Oregon and Utah. Uh, SEC, which is Georgia and LSU, is at two thirty on Saturday afternoon. The ACC game, which is Clemson versus Virginia, mm-hmm. is at six o'clock Saturday night. And Ohio State and Wisconsin, the Big Ten title game, is seven o'clock uh, Saturday night. So if I went to the big, if I went to Baylor, Oklahoma, and that's at eleven a.m. I would not get home in time to watch the start of the SEC. Although you that's, can record it, right? 
Yes, you can. They're, they do have that feature available for you, Vicky. <laughs> they don't call it recording anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sure DVR. They have name, but yeah, it's like like grass. Grass. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is it that should give Cowboys fans hope here in the month of December? What is the what's the biggest thing that gives them hope that this thing can be turned around and they can make a run? I think you you touched on it earlier, and it's about the. Uh, the problems with the teams that they're that they're going to be playing. Yep. Everyone's in the same position. The parity, hate that word. I, I hate the, the outcome of it all as well. The parity in this league is uh, the hope that the Cowboys have that they can win out. They can win out, and also um, the uh, incompetence of the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> definitely something that they can look forward to. Five and seven. I mean, I you know. Doug Peterson said, I think disgusted was the word he used. I mean, you know, I don't know if the Cowboys are going to win this division by default, but it's possible. I believe that's what's going to happen. Uh, but they, Jason Witten spoke about it yesterday. They can't have that mindset. You know, he said, we just, we have to play better. We can't, and he, he, we can't focus on what other teams are doing. And he said a lot, he said something interesting. He said, execution's a broad term that everybody's been throwing around. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's, you just got to play better, and, and there's got a, a level you have to meet to be able to execute better. And he put a lot of the responsibility on the players to do that because they turn on the film and they see what a large, you know, large group of these guys were here last year that won ten games. They can do it. The problem is we've been talking about this for weeks now that there are plays to be made that they haven't made. Can they do that? Can they rally together in a month and do that? That's the question. I, I, I mean, saw I saw teams, and this is what I tried to do this weekend. I tried to see teams that had the same hiccups that the Cowboys had throughout the season, and how they overcome it, or if they overcame it. And you know, did they do it defensively? Uh, was it sometimes just Murphy's Law? They they finally got a good bounce. Uh, was it the fact that they were just so determined as a team, they're so unified as a team to where one hiccup doesn't uh, cast this cloud over our huddle offensively or defensively? This one hiccup, yeah, just play right on through it. Guy, no big deal. We've done this before. We're going to play through it. I saw the Ravens' defense. That's how they react to everything negative because Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game. They played against a heck of a team. We had another great defense, but their defense was determined to show that theirs was better. Regardless of how San Francisco defense held down Lamar Jackson, MVP, mm-hmm. yep. 105 yards passing, maybe 100 rushing, held him down, no big deal. Putting moves down on everybody. San Francisco still hung in there defensively. But Baltimore's defense you could see the swag that they had, the attitude, the body language that they had to where no matter what happens, we're going to overcome this game. And and just take last night's game. That wasn't perfect by any means by either team, right? Busted coverage, two busted coverages, one for it each was, team. It was exciting but sloppy. Yeah, yes. there's guys running downfield 20 wide yards. Wide open. Wide yes. open. And, and and then the cornerback's looking around like, where's my help? And I'm right. going, well, the safety's on the line of scrimmage. He was in front of you, right? <laughs> he probably thought it was the skies. Yeah. yeah he it was, it was right out of it. Roads right. got beat. Roads. Roads. But then guess what? Rhodes comes back, yeah. creates a fumble right. with a great hit. I mean, that wasn't he didn't stumble into that. 
he came back with he you could tell that he was trying to put his shoulder on that ball de- deliberately because that's the kind of skill set that he has and then Russell Wilson as good as he is he gets a pass batted at the line of scrimmage and yeah, he tries to bat crap. he tried that's to bat it Eli down Manning crap yeah. and it batted down on one of his guys and it popped up in the air and well, gets he actually accepted. batted it back up in the air yeah, yeah. he's kind of short like you so he's right yeah, it was kind of, he tried to go down but it was it went up the, yeah and, and so you know touchdown right perfection is not out there but you have to overcome those things right because right. if that had turned the whole game around you can say well that was a weird play how do we get beat by that so what gives the cowboys fans hope in December? because this this team is still talented now they got to play to their level of talent they got the offense has to play to their level of yards they gain they're still leading the league in yards per game and it's not even close hmm. But the, the touchdowns aren't even close compared, right? And then I looked and see what the Bears were doing. And so what have they played, 12 games, 6-6? Six and six? They've scored 24 touchdowns, basically two a game. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are at 36, and we're thinking they're not scoring enough touchdowns. Yeah. So you just got to play to the level of, of, of your talent and what you're capable of and not let these weird things beat you. I, I, think I think that's what Witten was trying to say. Yeah. That's what he was trying to yep. say. I think what gives him hope is Dak Prescott. I was going to say the same thing. And Go ahead. I remember two years ago, I think I've said this before, after that awful month of November two years ago, and for some reason, uh, Dak was doing a charity event or something, and I had an opportunity to talk to him one-on-one. It was on a player's day off. And I came away from that interview saying, this guy – truly believes that they're going to turn this around. I mean, he had the confidence that just exuded from him. Optimism and I, I can imagine what it would be like in the locker room with him leading the troops. And sure enough, in 2017, they won four out of the last five games. They got Zeke back, and they lost to Seattle right before Christmas that year, and that, that uh, burst the bubble. But they they did turn it around from from the probably I would say the worst three game stretch a Cowboys team has ever had in the month of November that year, especially with the talent that was on that team, even without Zeke. All right, and they had injury issues, but that's beside the fact. But if you look at what's happened after Thanksgiving in all three seasons that Dak has been the quarterback, how has this team performed? Amazingly, in 2016 they went three and two. They were three and one until I believe what was a meaningless game, the season finale at Philadelphia yes, that that's year. True. Okay, last year after Thanksgiving they went four and one. Okay, or two years ago, four and one. Last year they went four and one after Thanksgiving. So they are eleven and four after Thanksgiving every year that Dak, which has is been always our most crucial part of our season, especially mm-hmm. coming off of this weird schedule of three games and so many days and things of that nature. That's why it's so crucial. Yeah. And so, and they're in the same position they've been the last three years, where they're in position where they can win the division. Okay, and I think so much of it in the NFL is, you know, we talk about these teams. It's a you have to play consistently week to week. Well, they, the Cowboys obviously haven't been consistent week to week, but you gotta you gotta just steady the the forces and the troops. And okay. Now it's winning time. And not panic right? the way everybody else outside and, the building is. And I like what he said yesterday about we've done enough talking. You know, it's time to play. Talk is cheap. You know, he and he even went to the point of he goes, the only reason I'm talking is because I have to be out here with you mm-hmm. guys. He goes, but that's it. We're done talking. we got to play. And everybody talks about, well, destiny's in our hand. Okay, fine. Well, 
It better not be that piece of Jello Jerry talks about, right? <laughs> Never. So there you go. Don't start <laughs> two with hands Jell-O, of Jello between but, the Jello and the beer and the lube, man. I'm starting to worry about you, Spags. You got a lot of stuff going on. He does <laughs> a lot of a lot of fluids. But right? you you nailed on it though, Mick. That it, Kellen said it yesterday. They got to score more points. They have still been able to move the football. But in those six losses, the red zone. they are seven of eighteen yes. in, the red, zone, in the red zone, and two, the red zone. two of six in these last two losses in the past week. And so, takeaways are great; they need more of those. But they've been in position to score, and they haven't been able to do it. And that it's as simple as that. Finishing drives is, is what we talked I'd about last we year. Score outside the red zone, because every time we get in the red zone, we just it, things just get tense. That's true. We just kind of lock up. I kind of relate this too back to the 2014 season, where after Thanksgiving they went to Chicago. Okay, and and that team, I think they were eight and four at the time, but they had lost three out of their last five games. They were coming off a 33 to 10 loss to Philly. And they go to Chicago, and I believe it was a Thursday night game. Yes. And they put up 41 points that game. And I remember from the outset of that game, the first drive of the game, Jason Garrett going for it on fourth and one, maybe even a couple of times on the opening drive. And it set the tone for a four-game yes. winning streak yes. to win, to, to, to win the division. the purpose of the fourth and one may to I, set right. the tone may for I the entire game. May I suggest what happened on the Sunday-Thursday turnaround that year? Sunday, Thursday turnaround. Yeah. Which was uh, Sunday night in New York. Right. 31 28 win. 28. And then what happened on, I mean, we got back at 4 35 in the morning on Monday. And what happened on Thanksgiving? They lost to Philly 33 to 10. Mm-hmm. Worst loss of the season. They had nothing. They had absolutely nothing in that game. Their legs were gone. Now, I'm not suggesting that that New England game took a lot out of them, but with that weather and getting home, probably not to bed to 3 in the morning. Brad Sham brought it up uh, in the press conference the other day. He asked the question. He goes, do you think your team looked tired the second half? It's like, oh, I don't know. They didn't play very well the second half. It was 13-7. It should have been 13-10 at halftime if the ball doesn't get deflected, the field goal at the end of half. And then the second half, they didn't play. So I don't know. I would I'm imagine, not making excuses. I would imagine the physicality part is – you know, it's probably there. That but, was a pretty physical but, game, but too, it's against the, New It's England. also mentally Mental, these guys and you said are that being yesterday. dragged down, man. Because yeah, yeah. all we keep thinking about is our failures. That's all we hear about. Uh, and I know as I watch a game, I, I, I compare every team to the Cowboys, as I mentioned earlier. And you just, as players, they, I'm sure they're doing the same thing. They're watching the game like, man, that guy sure got a lucky bounce. You know, like, how did he miss that tackle? I had a guy all over me when I caught my sideline. I didn't take mine to the house. How come I did that and I got called for tripping? exactly. And then you have a couple of turnovers on offense. Yeah. And defense held them one time, not the other time. And then you have a couple of missed field goals, and that takes the life out of a team. Yeah, and so it it physically could be uh, an aspect, but also – uh, the mental aspect, people just don't realize how mentally in tune you have to be throughout this entire season. That's what leads to the consistency is your mental approach to a game. It's just as important as your physical approach to a game. That's why this game against the Bears is really important because then you get the break. Ten days. If you, right? ten you days? need to get this W first. Right? Ten days, if you ten? get this yeah, one ten days. and then you got yeah. the next oh, game of play ten, ten days, man, that's off season. All right. <laughs> All right. When we come back on Talking Cowboys, how do they get the W against the Chicago Bears? 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor USA. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping. And that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait. Did did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, I'm sorry if you missed Cyber Monday on JackBlack.com, but you can still go there and find some specials for Christmas. So go to GetJackBlack.com. Use your shopping. Do your shopping now. We had a little Christmas gift exchange over the holidays with our family that were in town, and um, we a, a Jack Black gift was picked. They've been wow. listening to me, and right? I wow. grabbed that. I stole that. <laughs> wow. When my turn came up, I stole Jack Black. So. Did you run out the door so no one could take <laughs> yep, it away from it. you? I hit it so no one could steal it back. Well, they call that a white elephant gift exchange. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's what, what the women call it. What'd anyway. you get? I don't know. Uh, I got actually. I didn't realize they even had the shampoo. You didn't? No, oh. I've been using that body wash for my shampoo. Oh, it says oh, it's for the man. hair and the body. It okay, does. Well, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. they have shampoo so, and then they have shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. And, and I was water. out of beard lube, and so it worked great. I, at that morning, I ran out of beard lube. I used my little free tube of beer lube this morning. Yeah, your beer lube or your beer lube? You keep calling it beer lube. (laughs) See? What? I'm confused, man. You're killing me. Me too. It's got foam on it. Oh, is that where it is? Suds. Those are suds, not foam. (laughs) With these Chicago Bears, is this a concern? Mitchell Trubisky was awful, and the Bears fans will 
They were shouting from the rooftops that he was awful the middle part of this season. Is it a concern that this last game against Detroit, he was 29 out of 38 for 338 yards and three touchdowns? Did he get back on track? Uh, a little bit, but Dak threw for almost 500 against that Detroit secondary, but, too. So, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, he's got the talent. <laughs> That's he's, a lot of, I mean, <laughs> Dak had a big just, day. Wow, that shot me back to reality right there. That's D- good stuff. Dak, had, good. Dak had a big, big day against Detroit. But and it was in a win. So. It was a win. Uh, he's got talent. Trubisky's got talent. I think the accuracy has been something that they've they've really harped on with him. Um, but he's he's another quarterback that they're facing that's mobile. He's athletic. Uh, Chris Richard said yesterday, got to keep him in the pocket and and get some consistent pressure on him. And they've got to find a way to get takeaways, strip the ball, get the ball back to the offense. I think the thing to me that really stands out in this game, guys, is is the running game for the Bears. They mm-hmm. they can't. It's like the Detroit game. They've struggled running the football. Chicago has cannot allow that to get going and then get Trubisky kind of settled in a comfort zone, Everson. Yeah, they've got a team that is, uh, like you said, just like I was, you've got a couple of guys that are the game breakers. Lil Cohen, I believe it's from uh, Cohen. Yeah. North Carolina Central, if I'm not mistaken. Heck of a HBCU school. Uh, I think they lost in the Black College National Championships. This guy's a star. Mm-hmm. He's a star. And Versatile he's one guy. of those A&T. guys. North Carolina A&T. North Carolina, thank you. He's one of those guys that uh, he can be a problem for at a position that has been a problem for us, mm-hmm. uh, using our strengths against us, they're going to run the screen pass because we're always ears back. Uh, D laws going for it, Bennett's going for it. They're going to run the screen passes. This guy can beat any linebacker or strong safety that they put on him. He's going to have to be double teamed. He would be, he would be as close to their Cole Beasley as you can get. Uh, a little quick guy. Uh, if if you don't bottle him up, he can take it all the way to the house on a little short pass. And these are the kind of things that we are ripe for because if I'm Chicago, I'm gonna say, all right, our running game has been going well. Let's go. Let's get it going today. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going this week. This team is ripe for for us to take advantage of. Now Taylor Gabriel is another guy, a little guy who's a Cole Beasley type out of Mesquite Horn High School, mm-hmm. but he he was out with a concussion last week. I'm not sure what his status is uh for this week's game. I also like their running back David Montgomery, out of rookie out of Iowa State. That's the used to be with the Packers, correct? No, he's a rookie this year. Oh, he's a rookie. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. thinking about the guy that uh, Aaron Rodgers kicked off the team. They're right. Yeah. They're Tyrell right. Montgomery. Yeah, not that guy. Yeah, <laughs> the converted wide receiver yeah, exactly. from Stanford. who's also exactly. a Dallas kid. That's true. Their rushing stats just haven't I mean, no they have it, been, it hasn't been productive. They've but. only rushed for 100 yards twice all season. Now, you mentioned this last game with Trubisky and his passing. Uh, they've actually, two games in a row, he went for 270 and 331 net mm-hmm. passing. Uh, so that's kind of an improvement. That was against the Giants the week before. Yeah, and in the last two games, they've they've scored five of their 24. Four touchdowns, so like twenty percent of their touchdowns were scored in these last two games against look, two defenses that aren't yeah, that good. Right, That's and right. then and then the other game that they had a big touchdown game against was um, earlier in the season, I believe it was Washington. Um, and they're stellar defense. They had four touchdowns, so <laughs> nine touchdowns of the twenty-four have been in those three games. Yeah, and and, and it would be I, I I don't want to put any gloom and doom, but I, I just. I don't look forward to us proving Chicago right. Right. You know, yeah. I don't look forward to it. I, I, I want this team, and see, that's what you have to worry about as a team, as a defender. You worry about, wow, okay, they trounced Detroit, trounced Chicago. Are we going to be 
that defense? Are mm-hmm. we that defense that can be easily maligned? That's that's going to be the question for. And actually, guys that was on one of the night. things Jerry brought up today about the defense playing better, that they haven't played as well as they needed to defensively. Who? It's eleven forty-three. We got to make picks. What? Oh, wow! All right, you ready? No. Okay, Rob, you ready? <laughs> sure. I, I hope the team's ready. <laughs> Somebody's the team's got, more ready. Than somebody's got to be ready. <laughs> that flew by. Is uh, what I said. They've uh, got to be able defensively to not let what's been kind of a weakness for Chicago become a strength. Exactly. Stop the run game. Get Trubisky uncomfortable. I don't poke the bear. Don't, right? don't the bear. Poke. Come on. Man. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I got Dallas. I think it's going to be a little bit of a low scoring game. I'll go 21 19 Cowboys in a, in a in kind of a dog fight, kind of a Ooh, rock fight a good in cold score. weather. Was it was like a historical? Well, no, that's no, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bill's no, got some twenty-three. Here. The historical. It was twenty-three to nineteen. Oh, there it is. The famous quarterback uh, shuttle game in 1971. Uh, we were stopped where Landry had. You even got had, me on had, that one, Bill. Landry had, had uh, yeah. Staubach and Morton shuffling in plays. I hated uh, every that. other play. I hated and that. they lost that game twenty-three to nineteen in Chicago against the Bears. The next Monday, he named Staubach the starting quarterback in Super Bowl Bill is here to tell you they won 10 straight games and won the Super Bowl. You could have done more than that, but so there you go. Tom, there it was, is. Tom was stubborn. Who's your pick? My pick is the Cowboys, always. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to always pick the Cowboys, and the reason I'm going to pick them is because we're finally offensively I'm not worried about the defense. I think we're going to return to what we do offensively. We're going to control the pace of the game. Not defensively, I'm sorry. They're going to feed off of our offense as they always have done. Have you got it, Mick? Yes, I do. By the way, I'm sorry, 28-20. Uh, oh, 28-20. Nice. Okay. I got 23-20. 23-20. Rick kicks the winning field goal <laughs> as How time expires. That? He's still here? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> At least through Thursday. Well, if you if you saw where these guys that came in for the workouts came from ah, and yeah. what their experience yeah. was, He's still here. Uh, including a Dallas Renegades kicker <laughs> yes, was in here. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and Dallas go 23-19 to 19 Cowboys. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'll just reverse right. history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That does it for Talking Cowboys. Enjoy your trip back home, Mickey. Absolutely. We'll and do. And Rob. And we will reconvene sometime. Oh, I hear yes. talking Sometimes. <laughs> and the break is next. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?